uh, humans have always been a collection of memories. If, if nothing else, we're, we're all storytellers, but some insanely creative people have figured out a way to show people what their stories are. That's Haley, Rose, and Babishka of Curator Pictures. I'm Cara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Well, I'm excited to have all of you here today. Uh, Let's begin by kind of going around the horn and saying who you are, where you are, and what you're up to in the world. And Rose, let's start with you. Yes, yes. Hi, I am Rose. Um, I'm born and raised in the Philippines. Um, Then continue to grow up in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I am a senior art director and basically curator's creative lead. And I am here to basically show up in this world amongst these women <laughs> and um, kind of make make the world a little bit better in our own way. Um, yeah. That's Great. Me. Welcome. Love that. <laughs> I I can go next. Sure. My, Thank you. My name is Bhavisha. I am uh, the lead producer at Curator, and I, w- I work with these uh, fantastic women. I originally, I was born in India, the south of India, and grew up there. I immigrated to the United States almost a decade ago now to pursue a, a degree in, in film and television producing um, and have uh, been here ever since. And I think, yeah, it's it's been my aim to just bring diversity and representation to the to the forefront of anything that I do and the content that I create um, by, of course, practicing inclusivity in, in every aspect of what I do. So that's been uh, such a pleasure. And with that, I can pass it on to Haley. Thank you. And yeah, I am Haley Young. I am the one lucky enough to work with these two women on a daily basis. I'm the executive director of Curator. And just to give a little bit of context as to what Curator is, we are a, as you can see, female-led division of a creative agency based in Seattle called Color Creative. Um, And what makes us a little unique is our, our focus on inclusivity, authenticity, and empathy in the content that we make. And the fact that we've been building and nurturing and engaging a network of, of fellow female, non-binary, LGBTQ, people of color, directors, creatives, and crew um, that we actually, like our name kind of suggests, curate based on what the project is, the worlds we'll be moving through, and, and trying to reflect um, a team that is reflective of this, the space and the content that we're trying to capture in a nutshell. I think that kind of gets it all there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Haley and I had the pleasure of meeting at Mountain Film Fest, and it is one of my favorite things to go to each year. I love the fact that I get to meet people like Haley and engage with other creatives who are being led from a uh, their hearts and a sense of passion and knowing that they're creating film for purpose and storytelling for purpose. Um, all of you mentioned what that means for you. How did you realize or decide that that's how you wanted to spend your time? As a creative, like 
I mean, maybe I can kind of like go back to my origins might help me um, for my answer. Um, I was always been drawn to the arts since I was young. And so I just kept following that instinct, trying to discover why. Um, so I kind of jumped from one medium to another and I started in art and then moved into design, which is much more practical and easily to explain to my parents what that actually <laughs> means because art is a whole abstract thing. Um, but then when I went into design and advertising in general, I gradually learned that the ethos of creativity is basically an endless pit of human truths. And so for years now in my career, I swim in that endless pit to understand the world around me and ultimately myself. And it creates this ecosystem for me to show up better in the world and learning about it and also holding accountability of how I become part of that and curator kind of just came into place I mean I worked my ass off to get here um, but also we all are cultivating a space to just align our natural values and how we want to show up in the world I love you know um, I have big love for culture and ancestry and just like community in general. And so having that as our core and everyone kind of relates to that too, it falls into place of how to bring the community together in the most mindful way. And I think everything that we do in our roles answer that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll try to keep this short because I think it all started with it started with my love for film and and, and movies. Good old Bollywood had a had a big role to play. Uh, I think for the longest time it was about films um, or movies or anything on the television being an escape um, from from the world that I was living in or just my my childhood or the the place that I come from. Uh, but I think. As I grew up uh, with films, it was about seeing the world in a different perspective. It was gaining more perspective from what I was watching uh, that helped me uh, look at things from a completely new angle or inspire um, better decisions or adventure uh, in, in all the things that I was doing. So I think... It, it it transformed me in so many ways. And then I just had to study it, understand it in a, in, at a deeper level. Um, in terms of creating content with a lens of diversity and wanting to tell stories um, that particular way, I think that is no longer a conscious effort. That's just something that uh, naturally, I don't know another way to do it uh, because that is the reality that we live in. And it's all about just reflecting my reality. So that has been more effortless. Um, but curator has just been a place where uh, there's other people who align with me on doing things that particular way. So I've just been, I've gotten lucky. But <laughs> that's that's where it started. Um, and, you know, it's movies or art has inspired life. And I know that now life will inspire things that I create in the future so yeah <laughs> Haley, nice. beautifully said uh, <laughs> so my background is growing up in 
Southern Oregon. And by comparison, it's quite, it, it lacks diversity in many ways. So growing up as a kid, I I was always looking to the arts and to like perspectives and things I, I, I would never have seen otherwise, right? Like knew that there was something bigger, a bigger world than what I was um, growing up in. And then fast forward, I found myself um, directing music videos, um, writing, producing, doing all hands-on of that experience. And getting to a place where I was uh, starting to work with bigger crews, but more resources, and over and over coming to a set that I'd spent several months preparing for, writing for, getting this opportunity, and then looking around and seeing nobody that looked like me, and often being... um, mistaken by the crew as the stylist or the makeup artist and being told where I should go set up. And um, I I very much DIY'd my, myself into this space. So it was a bit of a um, shock to start to get into the, like the bigger productions and see how people were talked to and how people maybe shared what was happening or didn't share. I felt like the way when I was doing it with my friends worked really well. I could trust them. I could delegate. We would come together and solve problems together and we had fun. So in, as I started to, um, get representation, have a production company behind me, it took me longer than I wish it had, but I started to ask, I, you know, I want to work with a female producer on this. I would actually like to try a female assistant director. I'd like to have somebody with a shared experience to my own and and maybe explore different ways of handling talent and it, communicating and talking to clients. And as that can continue to work out, um, I started to feel more comfortable. I started to direct better. And I saw it affect kind of every aspect, including the client's experience. So when it came to um, beginning curator in, in the state that it is now, which is less than three years ago, it was an opportunity to recognize like, okay, we can redefine how we behave on set. We can redefine the expectations and the inclusive vibes that we can curate for our clients, for our subjects, and for our partners. And I I would say it was more of a, a function. I was always looking at it more as this just feels better. Like let's do it this way. Um, and also while that's happening, as a, somebody watching movies and content constantly, little things started to trickle out like Booksmart blew my mind. I've watched it a thousand times because of the absence of these, these um, stereotypes. Once you start to see content and films told through the lens of, of somebody that you kind of feel seen by, it changes you. It's almost like you've retuned your instrument and anything that isn't in that kind of you know, tone you don't want to hear it anymore. Um, the last time I made a film that wasn't for social media content, I think was in high school. And we had to make a film for some class project. And it was with, at that time, probably like VCR recording equipment. And it was 20 minutes. And it was like, we did it in an afternoon. And I don't even remember like really doing any editing process. It was like, how do we do this all in one shot? Because we don't know what we're doing. And that's the safest way to get it done. So like for me, the idea of being like, I have these stories I want to tell. And you know what, we're going to make it into a movie. 
sounds complete insanity to me because I it's like that whole world of the how opens up of well I know the story to tell I know who should be in it I know what the you know the story arc is but then I'm like well I have no idea where to begin after that and it seems really intimidating and the way you guys have talked about what you're doing seems so obvious and easy to you guys so maybe we break down some of that barrier between there's so many ways to tell stories today. Podcasting, short form content on social media, longer form content, shorts and features, in addition to writing and everything else that's possible. What is it about the film space that you think tells stories in maybe the best way out of all the mediums we could choose? And the second part of this question is, is it as scary or intimidating as it seems from the outside? I'll just jump jump in while I have a, a thought to throw out yeah. there. It's funny that you said you did it in one take, Kara, because that was the first few videos I directed, wrote and directed, were single take music videos because I loved the the magic of the 270 degrees that the camera wasn't looking at. And what could you do with that? Um, and I think it came also from like growing up watching like Jim Hansen and like, um, practical special effects in the 80s and 90s and trying to figure out how did they do that and like that engagement of like I would never see this from this perspective oh I'm in the air now looking down or I'm super low or super close to something there's there's all these different perspectives and then the the linear experience like we all experience time in a way that w- that, that essentially um we all agree with. We all accept that time exists in a certain direction. And so it levels us into a certain place. And then we decide how much do we want to hold your attention and how do we hold your attention? And so I guess it's it's really about, yes, it's scary. It's It was always scary when I started as well, but you just take it step by step. And then when you start to break it down and you start to get more and more people involved to help, then it becomes like, lightning then that's all you ever want to feel and you only really get to feel it when you're doing the thing 90 percent of it is preparing to do the thing right um Mm -hmm. so i would say like the magic that is possible and the leveled expectations of an audience meaning like they you you're not entitled to them liking what you do but you are all speaking a similar language because we generally understand this medium we've had it around for a while. Right. So that's, I think it's like almost like mad science in a weird way that it, it takes you out of your reality, but it also challenges you to be uh, thoughtful and, and connect with people you maybe never will ever, ever, ever meet through this like digital platform or mm-hmm. piece of time. That's yeah. why I'm doing this. It's totally selfish. I get to meet people like you guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's totally okay to be selfish. I mean, <laughs> we need to integrate ourselves in it, right? Like that's how we kind of create something fulfilling that returns back to us. And that's sort of what we're, what curator is right now for us as selfish, but also unselfish. <laughs> that is um, in terms of film or just long form content in general, air movies it's it's i think the magic is the immersiveness and let's say we're if we're comparing it to like social media content which is short in this form you connect deeper you have 
we have uh, a path to connect way deeper than you probably expect because things unfold as they are. Um, we are conditioned to see it and view it in many ways. So I always love when people experiment, especially as a creative, like I love being able to see how they execute certain things and make you understand a character in a different way. And I love just the whole playground sandbox that you get to play in. And there's really no right or wrong in terms, at least as I believe, to create something and to show a story. And like Haley is talking about target audience, like, yes, in, in the world, there's target audiences, but it's also like you're not truly catering to it. everybody. You almost don't want to. You want to cater to the right people. And whoever resonates with it will take away something from it and I think when you create something, you have to be open to the interpretations of what it is. And that's also always me as a creative trying to figure out because there's always a goal that we need to like reach. Sometimes you miss that goal, but also there's other things within that goal and subcategories that like your target audience could learn about the brand, about the story, about themselves ultimately. And it always ends up there. You always learn about yourself because of how, what that medium reflects inside of you. And so I think the magic happens there. And we, me and Bavisha, we watch a lot of movies together and we always have time to reflect and we like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And like, we honor each other's perspectives and like open ourselves up to like, oh, you saw it that way. Interesting. Like, but why? You know, like it's just a, a, a way to communicate and to like open our perspectives. And I think that's what we want to keep doing, like create a space where people are like, oh, OK, or <laughs> like, you know, or learn something. So, yeah, I think there is magic there. It is very intimidating to do, but if you work with the right people, if you create the right spaces, I say this many, many times, it's not just making content that makes an impact, but making an impact while making the content. That's we kind of like a lot of the weight of our shoulders kind of, you know, dissipate a little bit. And, and we all, we all disconnect with one another and create spaces for that. So it's intimidating, but also very rewarding at the same time. Well, and I think in that, making an impact while creating content, you guys in particular are really good at doing from the idea through to the viewer experience, which, you know, there's four key words that are part of my business, which are, how do we make more money, have more fun, have more freedom and, and more impact? Like those are the mores that we, I think most people want. So that's where I'm, I focus with my business. And that impact piece, we often only think about as the result and not part of the process, which I think is really amazing about how you guys are approaching everything that you're thinking about making, surrounding yourself with, like every choice of the way is very intentional. And I, I love that you guys are coming at it from a space where every piece has the power to make that impact and you don't have to wait till the end. Yes. I think I can, I, I would want to talk about the, the significance of the process because the, I couldn't have said uh, all of that better myself. So uh, I think it's been um, really interesting to 
like you said, not just think about the end result, but think about how we can uh, make an impact while doing something. It goes back to films being such a good medium because they are already saying so much without without having to say everything out loud. Uh, humans have always been a collection of memories, if if nothing else. We're, we're all storytellers, but some insanely creative people have figured out a way to um, show people what their stories are. They've figured out ways for people to really place themselves in a certain period of time or space or it's it's incredible what the medium can already do. I think uh, the fact that so many people can come together and contribute a little piece of them to whatever you're making is the best part of, of creating this type of content. Um, I think you asked whether it's as complicated or messy as it is on the outside. I think it is way more complicated and messy <laughs> <laughs> than what it seems like. It is probably the biggest, I think making a film is is a miracle uh, to me. And when it happens, it's magical. And, and that's what I consider to be magic. But it is the most complicated process. It is humans uh, being the most vulnerable, uh, opening up this... Um, creative you know energy inside of them and then having to share it with everyone else and you know giving a piece of work uh, a, a piece of themselves i think all of those things are um just a testament to humanity and human creativity <laughs> uh, i guess but yes and i thoroughly enjoy every part of it you mentioned the that it's a miracle that these films come together. I would love to speak a little bit about how um, the magical coincidence shows up in your lives and how it's gotten you to where you are and how it shows up in the work that you do. I think just how Haley and I met is an example of that. Like what are the chances that someone who actually knew Kristen and had worked with Nike skateboarding happened to be in the audience at Mountain Film? Like, it's it. You don't expect there to be, like I literally watched. I was like, I know them. Like, how do you know them? And it was. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know that film was coming. Like, I don't do a lot of homework before I go to Mountain Film. Part of the experience is just be surprised. I usually peek to see if I, any friends are coming, and that's about it. Like, whose names do I recognize? Because the first year I went, a friend of mine released their huge movie, and I didn't know they'd be there. So I like literally saw them walk out, and I was like, You've got to be kidding me. Um, so part of what I like about going to mountain film is, is the, the surprises that you get, the coincidences. So how is that coincidence and magic kind of woven through your own journey? And is there a particular moment that you think really symbolizes that for you? I can say with certainty that it happens often enough for me to be here now. I think that when you're doing something that you love, it is really scary, especially in the beginning. But it's those coincidences that kind of tell you you're doing it right or you're doing something right or you're going in the right direction. And while I'm struggling to think of specific examples, um, they are abundant and they're kind of my mild posts. Um, yeah. Because it, it is very hard 
this work is very hard. There, I liken it to when, you know, I wanted to play football as a child and it's like, oh, you're a girl, you can't play. So I had to be extra good to be let on the field. And then it was a whole other, like however long before they threw the ball to me, you know, there's something there that I think has been, it's a shared experience with everybody on this call, probably. And a lot of people listening to this. Um, so self-doubt is, is a hard thing to, to digest sometimes or to overcome. And it's when those coincidences hit that you're like, take this, this is, this is your like nitro button for the next, mm -hmm. however long you need it to be and to keep going. Um, so I, I acknowledge very, very much a part of the process. And I regret not having any to, <laughs> if I think of one, I'll like waste my, raise yeah. my hand. I can, yeah. I mean, I, I've experienced some of your magic, Haley. I think in general, curator has a lot of magic. Sometimes we realize ourselves, you're like, oh, damn, like it just sparks <laughs> and it things happen and kind of just falls into place. And I think it's just also giving credit to who is part of this team and allowing ourselves to just we always show up and as our authentic selves. And that's all it takes for everything to just kind of fall into place. Like Haley has her own magic. I want to tell you what it is, Haley, because you, it is your timing, your timing and reaching out to people that you've reached out before. It's a consistent pattern that you have within like um, reaching out to friends or acquaintances that you've had for years. And once you reach out now, it's actually the perfect opportunity that they're looking for something. Like those are one of the magics. Another magic that I have shared with Bavisha um, is it was, it was for, I'm not gonna disclose any projects, but it was for a project and we were basically writing a bunch of scripts and things um, to revolve around this creative concept for this commercial. And it just, I always trust my creative instincts. And that night, and we were running out of time, there was so much pressure, I was anxious, all of that. I was just like, oh my God, it's, I'm not going to get it. And to a point where I was like, no, I got to keep running. I got to keep doing it. It's something there, but I can't get it. And then it was already like, you know, outside of business hours and Bavisha was like, okay, come on, let's, let's sit down. She's like, she grounded me. She's an earth sign. So she grounds me a lot. <laughs> I'm a water sign. So I'm like, Woo, like that. And so anyway, she took that opportunity. She helped me. She grounded me. And basically what came out of that is that night before I slept, it came, the magic came and I wrote the script on my phone in bed and brought that and Little did I know that was the winning piece that the client chose. And so moments like that is like the, the, the adversity that you go through is for a reason. And I try to like let go of control and just letting it happen. The timing and things like that is the most inconvenient thing because you can't control that. Like the deadline is tomorrow. So, but like, I think just trusting yourself that you'll find it there and then it'll just fall into place is good and having someone like Bavisha witness is, is a whole nother <laughs> magic in <laughs> itself because then I would have been the Lulu and be like yeah no it just had me sleeping <laughs> nobody would <laughs> well yeah, that's what magic. other than yes and and Rose is magic uh I 
completely believe that she's a witch. Uh, (laughs) A good witch. (laughs) A good witch who can manifest anything we want. Uh, But beyond that, I think uh, it's also, it's a lot of trust. And it's already a very hard thing to place your trust in people to show up um, and and do their job really well. But it is a whole other challenge to know that there's people who have placed a lot of trust in you and to not let that make you crumble <laughs> into dust, but really take that and know that you have been trusted with, uh, with so much Res- creative responsibility and then mm-hmm. to be able to deliver something that uh, will never be of any lesser quality than any of your best work and and always uh, maintaining that is is probably Rose's power and just um, everyone else as well. So I think there's, there's a lot of trust involved. Um, and the fact that things get made is a miracle, but I think I want to talk about how at every pivotal moment in my life. Uh, It has always been a woman who has been there and taken a chance and has said, I see something in you. I know you will be able to do this and you are 100% capable. Even when I was thinking, I'm just faking it till I make it. You know, that was how I was going through life. But at every one of these pivotal moments, it has always been a woman who's either shown up for me emotionally or with tangible things, a job, um, a project, or anything else that has happened in my life has happened because someone you know, pass that on. And now I have no other goal but to be able to do that to someone else and to another woman or or anyone who's talented and like Haley said, is not led on the field and, and just has to be that good. Being able to recognize that that person has put in the work and deserves to be on the field. I, I want to go into every room reminding myself of that so I can make that happen for someone else. So I think that has been... <laughs> very important in making these miracles happen. I think that's a great segue into asking you guys, what do the words powerful and ladies mean to you? And do they mean something different individually versus when they're next to each other? I can, I think it reflects on what Bavisha said. To me, I mean, together, powerful ladies in general is just an active community and collective acceptance of our potential. I think that's what it means. And I see it in front of me every day. And I wake up grateful every day because I get to do this with all of you. We get to see, I see my my best, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I see my best selves in these women. And I think we nurture that. We continue to nurture that. And I also see the worst parts mm-hmm. of myself, but I need that. I need that so I can you know, kind of like hold accountable to my own growth and things like that. But like just having this community and just like, you know, kind of accepting what our our potential is. And also I always talk about like for me as a powerful woman or yes, powerful lady is just it's finding the power in my powerlessness that I, I, you know, kind of allow. And in this team, like working like there's this always always this barrier of why doesn't a producer work with a creative more collaboratively and I broke that barrier because I was like why everybody's creative everyone has a voice everyone has a perspective everyone can be creative and so 
in our team, we're just one entity. Titles are nothing. Title will ground us later on. But when it comes to creation of things, like we become this powerful entity because we are an act of community and collaboration. I, there, somebody said something, and I'm sure this is some mantra that somebody came up with. It's like, when you lose, don't lose the lesson, right? Like, um, it's, it is, it takes, it feels very um, dangerous to put ourselves out there. Um, it feels very, very unwelcoming, especially in your early 20s when you're like coming out of college and you're trying to begin your career. And along the way, like I heard Bavisha say, fake it till you make it. I mean, what something that like, I think we've all had to do in a lot of cases. Um, But what I've come to learn even as recent as yesterday, that we're humans, everything is human size. Everything is here to give us an opportunity to either look at it and learn from it or not. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard to um, admit mistakes or um, face um, these these moments that are very humbling. But I feel like that's where the power comes from when you do that. When you when you do face those things and you do say like, "What can I learn from this?" Even though it sucks right now, how can I turn this into something that is functional? that is helpful, that, that promotes my growth. So, and, and hopefully helps me from repeating something like this. So I don't know that that's, that feels universal to me across all humans, you know, what, where, what element of that applies to the fact that we are ladies, I think just means that maybe we have a little bit more that we have to prove. And so maybe it just in, intensifies that pressure a bit maybe mm-hmm. you know um but yeah i i think that that's a thing that makes me feel strong is that when i am up against facing um where where my weaknesses are that um i love this work enough to try to like work through it powerful ladies is, is all of the above and i it, i'm not surprised that um, and, and Rose and I share this belief that I, I do truly believe that a powerful lady is anyone who navigates feeling powerless and helpless most of the time and is still determined to grow and nurture everyone else around them at the same time. I think that is is a powerful lady to me. And there are moments when I am and, and there's lots of moments where I am not <laughs> or I don't want to be or I want to, uh, you know, just uh, exist. But uh, I, I do believe that, you know, someone who is able to to navigate those moments really well shows a lot of character and then being able to still nurture people around you, which is very much a feminine, um, you know, driven energy for me, I think is is what makes me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. We asked everyone on the podcast where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale. If zero is average everyday human and 10 is the most powerful lady you can imagine, where would you put yourself today and on an average day? Today, I'm feeling quite powerful. <laughs> uh, and that is definitely a result of this conversation. So I wonder if 
uh, everyone's answer for where they're feeling on the scale today is pretty high. <laughs> and that uh, probably high. an eight and a half, because I do know I have to get back to work after this and deal with a <laughs> lot of situations where I'm not going to feel Um Yes, definitely an, an eight or above. Definitely the same. I think every day because of the the people I work with, the the world that I surround myself with, my perspective, my outlook, I I wake up as one <laughs> less than average. But then over the course of the day, it becomes, you know, more powerful and the, the more I feel grateful that I can show up in a way that I I I can whenever I can, even if it is I don't feel like it but it's powerful to find again that powerlessness and that makes me feel powerful in itself so i i don't i mean i love being an average girl <laughs> i love that there's beauty in that i think and because i think you know like i don't have to only live life in the pursuit of power to prove anything so i am okay with being an average uh, i'm also very okay with being a powerful woman but love that um i like that you opened the door up rose to a scale i like the idea of like maybe you wake up here and then by the end of the day you're there i would say that my my scale is constantly changing i will acknowledge that when you ask that and when i've anticipated this question there's something inside of me that's like i should i should say something low i should be modest i should be modest and i'm still working on how why is that there? Who put that there in my brain? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, but I also, I'm that, that modesty or that humility is also kind of what has helped ground me over the course of time. So I, I think that I do feel very powerful. I love listening to this team speak. I love having the space to hear them and to relearn what inspires them. It, it, it always is uh, super inspirational. Um, so I do feel pretty powerful in that space and, and by osmosis, if you will. But I also do think it's, it is fair and important to be honest with ourselves and recognize like sometimes, sometimes I just want to be, you know, in the fetal position on my couch. That's cool too, you know? Um, so, but yeah, right now I'm feeling like an eight. That feels pretty good. And to that point of like, there are some days that you want to be on the couch. Like there are days when I'm cursing myself for creating a company called powerful ladies. Cause I don't want to be powerful today. <laughs> like It's, you know, there are days when I don't want to make the powerful choice. I don't want to hold space for somebody else. Cause I can barely hold space for myself. Right. So, you know, obviously that I don't get to be in that space very long. I don't want to be in that type of space for a long time. But there are moments when I'm like, when did I agree to lead the charge here? Who who signed me up for that? And, and so that's why I think having these conversations, it it gives me that feeling of even if we're not in the same place, like if I put my hands out and like I'm holding hands, if, if we were side by side, I know that you guys are there. And I know that past guests are there. Like there's nobody who's been on this podcast who isn't waking up every day, whether they feel good or feel bad or feel great. And they're not still doing everything that they know they can in that day to, um, if not 
create, you know, the ripple effect that they are to at least not like take from it (laughs) and to not, not be a negative force. So I think when, when you realize how much in the world you want to impact or change or to even just shine a spotlight on, like, I, I think that's what so many of us are actually doing is just like, look over there. Like, look at how great they are. Like, I don't know how to fix it, but you should know about it. Um, and just by doing that, sometimes like it's, it's easier, I think, to just be able to highlight something than to have the answers. And we get so stuck in the how, like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like I brought it up earlier about like, I don't know how to turn some of these stories that we have over here in powerful ladies into film beyond 60 seconds on, on social media. Right. So finding the people who do know how and, and just asking the questions, um, which actually leads me to my next question for you guys, which is, you know, what do you want? What do you need? What's on your wish list? What's on your to manifest list, whether it's personal or, or business, like this is a powerful community. And I, and I know that by just asking for what we want, whether it seems ridiculous or ordinary, um, it's amazing how we get it when we ask for it. As the executive director of Curator, I will selfishly happily talk about what we would love to have in that realm. Basically, anybody who's listening to this conversation and says, I want to work with them, we want to work with you. And the more we get to engage with people who are in need of content, who people who have stories to tell that see the value in the impact and in the, the process that we're trying to um, cultivate. That's what we want. You know, like the, it's such a joy. All of the clients that we are working with are here for, they're working with us for a reason. They, they recognize in us what it is we're trying to accomplish and they support it and they like it. And that makes our relationships really um, exciting to build and to grow. That said, one of the things that we really um, are enjoying as kind of one of the many buckets of the types of content that we want to make is pairing directors with stories and just letting them tell the story. Get the, get the uh, commercial agenda out of the way, but how does this story enhance or support your brand's values mission and let's give give the the the, all of the directors that we work with they can tell a story from beginning to end they have that vision and sometimes i think a lot of the impact that that vision can make creatively can get chipped away at the more people who touch it before it gets to to the rest of us and I challenge uh, brands out there who want to see what we what we are made out of and want to support letting us show the world what we are made out of and the, and the stories that we can tell when you um, trust in us and support us and give us the resources to do it. So more more partnerships like that, I would love. So I'm manifesting that. Okay my personal aspirations or my aspirations as an artist are constantly evolving. I think at some point in my future, when I'm an older lady, older, powerful lady, I I want to be able to manifest a space uh, for people to just be present, um, eat, drink, watch films uh, and get inspired I think those are all the the most important things to me in life, but also just experience life 
through all of your senses, which is why we are here on this planet in the first place. So that is is where I hope to to go as as an artist. I think as a human being and a, and a woman, um, I just want to manifest a future where women just aren't questioned. It's so simple, but we're not there yet, are we? So that that's something that I can still continue to dream for. We shouldn't have to explain how to have it all or why we desire everything or don't desire everything. I just, I hope women have the luxury to simply exist. So if I am able to get to a point where I can you know, feel that or other women can feel that, I think that would be a great manifestation. So um, Rose, you can, you can put some, you know, spells in place to make that happen. <laughs> it's there. It's been put into place, which is I manifest that everything will just fall into place as it should. And I manifest that I keep seeing the beauty in like the simplest, simplest things and that I selfishly keep embracing just like radical acceptance of the world around me the people that I meet and ultimately the you know the person that I become amongst all of it and that's I manifest that for me for everyone for every woman and to just keep reflecting a world that we want to create and I think with one another community is the strongest thing that we can have and you know uh, we can just support that and as simple enough it'll become something and we don't need to manifest it we just create it so for everyone who wants to work with you guys collaborate just hang out you know ask you to be their mentors whatever the thing is that they're inspired right now uh where can they find and follow you at this point i think the best place would be just to go to our website really mm -hmm. um curatorpictures.com um they're all of, we're all kind of showcased along with Samira, our associate producer. We're growing soon too. So we're about to add a fifth member to our team, which is very exciting. Um, we are also at Curator Pictures on Instagram. Um, that's where we like to share like stories of behind the scenes when we're on set and whatnot. So that's a cool place. Also LinkedIn is a great place mm -hmm. to meet with us as well. We are a small team, so we're heads down pretty often. Um, mm -hmm. But with the email at Curator info at curator pictures that comes to all of us we all get that so and um, that would probably be the best way amazing more than anything i think if you are in seattle washington or wherever we end up at have coffee with us and we love having a conversation just talking about life and everything and we can manifest together because there is magic around here and <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time from being on your island to share your wisdom and what it's like to work on a entire team of powerful ladies making amazing things for the world. Um, it has really just been such an inspiring conversation and each of you brought so much wisdom to the table. So thank you for just being who you are and taking that space in the world. And like I said before, if you're having a bad day, just put your hands out and know that I'm holding them back. And um, yeah, whatever you need to keep going forward, please let me know. I'm here. 
but thank you so much. Thank you, Kara. Thank, thank you for creating this space and and for like uh, aligning us all mentally and to think about these things before we got here. It, it was a really great exercise. And yes, thank you. I think I've, I didn't know I could fall in love with these women even more, but I did today. So. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for listening. It is not yeah. easy. <laughs> it is the hardest thing to do. So thank you for being a, a great listener. All the links that connect with Haley, Rose, Bavishka, and Curator Pictures are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. Join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, visit caraduffy.com or cara underscore Duffy on Instagram. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Till then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love. <laughs>